So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media? Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League, a look inside the ancient eight teams in the Ivy League and their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in the Ivy League. I am your host, Tom Barton, taking you through all of the things that are happening in the Ivy League football edition. We will be having our college basketball preview show coming up this weekend. So make sure you guys be on the lookout for that. I know it's a, not a regularly scheduled show, but it is usually the highest rated show of the year. So people love to, to hear that. We're going to get deep into that. But this is the football edition. I'm Tom Barton from TomBartonSports.com. Tom Barton Sports over on Twitter or the X Tom Barton Sports at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with the show. And we did have a real interesting week two weeks ago in the Ivy League where everybody seemed to kind of come back together. And I told you we would have some more separation this week because we had a lot of one-loss teams playing each other, and that's exactly what we did have. So we'll take a look at what happened last week, and this week, here we go again. I think we're going to have some separation games this week on tap as well. So let's get right into it. Let's take a look at what happened last week. Uh, Friday night game, Brown goes into Penn and beats Penn in an upset situation. Look, you could look at this game from a million different ways, and I'm not telling you that Brown and Wilcox hasn't been fantastic because I've been singing Wilcox's praises all year long, right? He was absolutely fantastic. Uh, again, in a dual threat kind of way. Look, he only had 40 yards, but he had nine carries. It made you kind of get that that question. And really what happened here was saying through three interceptions, I think that's the difference of this game. You look at what the first half brought. It was a 2017 game. And then 19 total points were scored in the second half. The defense is locked down there at Franklin Field. Penn was a team that many believed could be the best team in the Ivy League. Now, I didn't buy into it in the preseason, but many teams, many people believe that this team could really be that team. And a lot of it was around saying who was the guy, and he's looked really good. Brown, though, kind of came out of nowhere. Wilcox is the guy. This evens everyone's record at 2-2 two and two here. Brown and Penn both go to 2-2. Two and two. I don't want to say that they're out of this thing, but with so many teams with just one loss in front of them, it starts to get hard to believe in a 2-2 two and two team in the Ivy League. Now, we are all jumbled up. I told you it's going to be a fun ending because we are all jumbled up. But this was a pen win that they needed to have. You cannot lose this game. As good as Brown can be and as good as Wilcox can be, you simply can't go out there and lose this game. If you're Penn, you can't go out at home 
lose a game that you're supposed to win. They were more than a touchdown favorite. You're not, you can't go out there at home, lose a game that you're supposed to win, fall to two and two in a tie with Brown, and then you lose the tiebreaker and the head-to-head tiebreaker with Brown. Anyway, you, you can't do that if you want to be taken serious in this league. And right now, Penn, I'm not telling you that they're a bad team. They are a good team, but I didn't believe the hype in the preseason. They really went out there and kind of, I'm not going to say prove me wrong, but look, with a 5-1 record coming into this game, they did sort of say, hey, you know, we could be this team. This one sets them back to reality. A tough, tough loss for Penn. Really tough loss for Penn. I'm not sure they could get back into this thing. By the way, let's give it up for Richardson. 12 receptions, 122 yards, and a touchdown for that Quaker team. Harvard, Harvard wins a... Weird game only because of what we've watched Harvard be this year, and that is all offense, offense, offense. They moved to 6-1, and 3-1 and one in the Ivies after a disappointing loss last week. You got to like this, although it wasn't that impressive. Look, 17-9, a win is a win, right? Um, there was only seven points scored by Harvard in the first quarter, in the first half. They scored it in the first quarter, and then they didn't do much, and then 10 points at the end. Look, you, you look at Harvard, and I still think that they can be the best team in this league. I think they are the best team in this McLaughlin, 24 carries, 156 yards. They lost because of the same reason that we just watched Penn lose. They lost one game because of mistakes. But this isn't exactly an encouraging win for me. Uh, you, you can look at the positives and you can say, look, they're still number 23 in the country. That's fantastic, okay? Um, it was a homecoming game, so you know, it was the fall festival and all that. That looks great. Uh, with that win, Tim Murphy, uh, he all of a sudden becomes a Harvard football and pa- passes Yale's. Uh, Carm Koza for the most conference wins in Ivy League history. There's a lot of good to take away from this. And while I heap the appraises on Harvard all the time, I don't love a 17-9 win. I Look, I love a win, but I don't love a 17-9 win in the fashion that you were able to do it. The defense, great stuff for the defense, but the offense has got to get rolling if they really want to win this Ivy League. And and that is what it is. Look, they, they were a team that I was pushing for the top 10 team in the country, okay? So this is Ivy League or bust at this point. They have to win this title. Princeton, they also moved to 3-1 and one in the Ivies. 4-3 and three overall, but 3-1 and one in the Ivies. And they did it quite the same way that Harvard did it. 14-3, just absolute domination on the defensive side. Kind of what Princeton's becoming, right? You look at Stenstrom, 299, two touchdowns. That's nice. Uh, Princeton scored 14 points in the first half and then really just kind of played that ridiculous defense that we've seen. Now, we have now watched Princeton go back-to-back. They held Harvard to 14, Cornell to 3, They've held uh, Lafayette in a loss. They held them to 12. Columbia scored only seven. Bryant, 16. San Diego, 12. The only team that was able to score on them was Brown. Princeton's defense is by far the best in this conference, and that can lead them to a championship. If you start to look at the teams in front of Princeton um, or that are tied with Princeton and what they have in front of them schedule-wise, at Dartmouth, Yale, at Penn, I could see them running the table here, right? Princeton is back in this thing 100%. Yale. 35-7 35-7 win over Columbia. We, Columbia was a nice story early on, but we kind of expected this. This was the game that uh, if you are a betting man, you go out there and you just take it and, and don't look back. Grooms, uh, 234, touchdown and interception, but 14 of 89 on the ground with a touchdown. This one was over by the half. It was 21-0 by the half, 21-0 going into the fourth quarter. Yale's defense looked really good as well. So they moved to 2-2. Two and two. Columbia goes to 0-4. They moved to 2-2. Two and two. And really what we have now is Harvard and Princeton are 3-1. and one. You have to hope that both of them struggle if you're a Yale, if you're a Cornell, if you're a Dartmouth, if you're a Penn, if you're a Brown. All of them are sitting at 2-2 two and two, jumbled up. All of them are jumbled up. Now, 
we go to Friday night this week. Princeton takes on Dartmouth in Dartmouth in Hanover, New, uh, New Hampshire. Princeton is in a spot here where they know it's in front of them. This is not a game they can let down, but it is a Friday night game. It is at night. It is on the road, okay? Now, Dartmouth has lost three of the last four games. They've lost three of the last four games in different fashions. They let Yale and Colgate score 31 and 27 on them, and then they just couldn't score against Harvard. They put up nine. Columbia, they only put up 20. They haven't been able to really get their offense going in all but one game this year. They've scored 24 or less points. And you start to really look at this team and you go, okay, if they are offensively struggling team and offensively uh, inept team, now you're going up against Princeton. Princeton's going to be the favorite in this game. This over-under should be set at like 36 or something like that. I mean, it really is going to be low. And it's hard to go against the, the Princeton Tigers in this spot. I think they're rolling. I think their defense is fully on fire. And Dartmouth is dangerous. They're at home. It's an ESPNU game. I understand all that. Dartmouth can be dangerous. This is Princeton or bust. Penn Cornell, separation of the two and two teams. They, look, Penn Cornell, this, this game eliminates a team. Okay? I, I mean, it just it's the same thing. If, Darf, if Dartmouth loses, it eliminates them. They're done for the Ivy League title. Cornell, Penn, same thing. It eliminates you. I can't see Penn losing back-to-back games. Not at home. Not in this spot. Cornell has had a good year. I like what Cornell has done. Uh, Wang is, is obviously, he's a dual-threat guy. Uh, he has uh, <laughs> 314 yards rushing and six touchdowns as a quarterback. So we know how dangerous they can be. But this is a game at home that is your season. Your entire season for Penn. And you can say the same thing about Cornell, but going on the road against a team that you will be the underdog against is not the same kind of urgency as being at home for the second game in a row where you had it all in front of you. Penn had two home games in front of him. You couldn't lose last week. Now they lose last week. You've got to make it up for him. I think you're going to get a very fantastic effort by Penn here. I think that Penn steps up huge. I think that they absolutely walk away with the win. If they don't, look, it doesn't matter. Whoever loses this game, they're out. Whoever wins this game, you got a slimmer, slim glimmer of hope. Yale Brown, same thing. Same thing. Both are two and two. Both are in a spot where whoever loses, you're done. And I, I heap the praises of Wilcox. 15 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 2,100 yards. Brown is at home. But they are not supposed to win this game, even at home. According to the linesmakers, it's going to be that way. Now, Brown loves to play high-scoring games. They scored 30 against Penn, 28 against Princeton, 42 against Central Connecticut, 29 against Bryant. Hey, look, they've even put up 31 in a loss against Harvard, 30 in a loss against Rhode Island. The only game they didn't really do really come out with their offense and score four-plus touchdowns was against Cornell in a weird road game two weeks ago. That was a, a the, the game that I said kind of eliminated them from this. Now you look at Yale. Yale is rolling. Yale looks really good all of a sudden. They've won three of the last four. Now, they did lose to Penn, but they lost three of the last four. They're doing it, and they're doing this by scoring as well. 31 or more points in four of the last five games. The only game they didn't is that Penn game. So I'm looking at this, and I think I'm looking at some shootout, right? I mean, you you take a look at Yale and Brown on paper, and you say, this is going to be a shootout type of game. It's going to be one of those high-scoring Ivy League games, which is a very rare, right? But a high-scoring Ivy League game. Wilcox against Grooms. You got quarterback against quarterback. This is going to be a fun one, and it is really an elimination game. This is basically what we get as a playoff game in the Ivy Leagues. Wilcox, Grooms, who do I take to come out on top? Normally, I would take who I believe uh, is having the, the better quarterback year, overall years, Grooms, with the better quarterback year. Normally, I would lean Wilcox at home. I just have a feeling that Yale is just doing too much right now. 
and they just look too good. I, it's a coin flip game. I don't want to, if you're a Brown fan, don't get down on me. Okay. It's a comp- completely coin flip game. I can come off of the podcast in three minutes and I might tell you I'm taking Brown. I think it's a pick em game. I think we're going to get a high scoring game and it's kind of, might be whoever's got the ball last. And then finally, we have Harvard at Columbia uh, in New York. Harvard can't have a let up here and I don't think they will. We have Deprima. You know what he can do. He makes a lot of, a lot of mistakes. He's got seven interceptions in seven games, right? He's only got 12 touchdowns, so seven interceptions. But when he is on, he is absolutely on. To me, this is one of those kind of showcase games for DePrima and Harvard. I think they do win this game. I think they win it pretty handily. Uh, Columbia had a nice little start to the season. And I said they were fighting. They played Princeton within seven, but they could not get their offense working. And the last three weeks, 17 points against Penn, nine against Dartmouth, seven against Yale. Even 16 against Marist and seven against uh, Princeton before that. They have not scored more than 17 points in any game this year except for one against Georgetown in week two. Okay, so you look at that and you look at what Harvard's defense did last week. Like I said, this is an offensive-laden team. You wanted to see more offense from this team last week. You wanted to see that. The 45, the 38, the 34, the 41, the 48. You wanted to see that. The last two weeks now, they've scored 17 and 14 points. You got to start being a little concerned about Harvard's offense. You have to be a little concerned about Harvard's offense. But I don't think you have to be concerned about Harvard's offense against this Columbia team. Statement games this week. Princeton can kind of really put a stomp down or Dartmouth gets themselves back into it. Harvard statement game. You go out there, you win, you go to 7-1. and one. Here we go. Yale Brown, it's an elimination game. It's basically a playoff game. Cornell Penn, an elimination game. It's basically a playoff game. Should be a real good week. Make sure you guys stay tuned and look out for that college basketball preview. It's going to be fantastic. Next time we talk, we're going to have some college basketball games to talk about. Obviously, college football will really, really, really uh, have cleared the field for a couple of teams, and we're going to see. Is this a two-team race, or can a team sneak back into it? All that and more next week. Have a very good week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.